Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it's very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. At the end of each episode, I ask the participant to frame final words for future generations who may be looking back on this pandemic with curiosity, wonder, or the need for knowledge, just as we are looking back at the Spanish flu of 1918. These words don't always make it into the final podcast episodes, so every 10th episode will be a special edition of the final thoughts of the previous 10 participants. I think that I will I will never be able to think of this time just as COVID. Too much else has happened at the same time. It's COVID, it's Black Lives Matter, it's um, all of the insanity that the United States government has been doing sort of under the covers. Um, it's in the way that we have fractured as a nation. I think this is true around the world in different ways, but I only know the United States because it's the only place I've lived. We have fractured in such profound ways. Something as simple as wearing a mask has become this major political divide, which is bizarre and insane. And then people are gathering literally every night, thousands of people in downtown Portland, just like in cities around the U.S., and tearing down statues. And um, and there's this huge cultural conversation around, um, you know, is this our history versus is this oppressive? And then at one point there were murder hornets. <laughs> Which is so funny because like at the moment that that happened, that was the straw that like for me sent me into hysteria. I was like, nothing could be worse than murder hornets. <laughs> I think a lot early on in the, um, as we were learning about COVID here in this country, I watched a TED talk by a woman who was, who was talking about coronavirus. And she said that this was probably just the first of what would be an increase in the number of pandemics because we're encroaching on the physical territory of, um, of native species that we have never been in contact with before. And so that means that there's going to be cross-species contact that there never has been before. And 
so people are talking about this as like a once in a century experience and i'm not sure i believe that's true i'm concerned that we are this is the beginning of a new phase of how we live as human beings and i wish that we could figure out a way to turn back time <laughs> i don't i would like to believe that there is a future where we can be smarter about how we engage with our environment how we engage with each other so that this is a once in a century phenomenon rather than a one so that our kids don't wear up thinking that uh, don't grow up thinking that wearing masks is normal so that our kids don't grow up thinking that hugging people is dangerous I'm really concerned about that. I'm really concerned about the issues that the current generation of kids is going to have, not just around education, because that's a profound concern for a lot of people, but also around their sort of psychosocial development, not having had access to hugs and touch. So what do I want people in the future to know? I am really resisting the idea of allowing this to become the new normal. That scares me. Like the importance of community and however you kind of build a community. Um, the way we all really got through this, the way we're beating it is because we um, are caring about each other kind of above ourselves, like taking like, you know, it's, um, there's, heavy impact on this in terms of people are losing their jobs, people are isolated from each other, people are missing out on these like trips or these milestone opportunities, but they're doing it for everyone else around them. They're doing it so that, you know, their grandparents stay around, they're like, kids don't get sick, the whoever. Um, and so I think it's important to always remember like the reason that we do these things and also that um, community really gets you through kind of any, kind of what can help get through any challenge. And so the importance of really like having that strong built up community um, will prepare us for the next pandemic or the next big thing because these will happen again. There will be other diseases that spread around. Um, but if we're willing to sacrifice early on, it won't spread this long. It won't, if we had all, you know, taken the drastic steps we're doing now in February, it wouldn't have spread for three months. We would have just gotten over it in a couple of weeks and it just would have been this tough couple weeks rather than these very tough several months. I think we live in an extraordinary time where we have, as Americans, as a citizen of Southern California, um, we have a lot of freedoms that I think we take for granted. So um, in Southern California, you can walk down a street or go on the beach and it'll say dogs are not allowed and people will still take their animals they won't be on leashes um, you can walk down the street and people won't be wearing masks you can walk down the street and people will have open containers and and if you if we're talking about this being a time for reform and a time about building community and public safety and health 
people are so tightly wound that if you try to say to them, hey, you know, dogs aren't allowed on this beach, or hey, would you mind putting on your mask? Or hey, did you realize that you dropped that piece of trash on the ground? You could get, I mean, to an extreme, you could get shot. You know, I, I read somewhere, and again, I don't know if this is fake news, but it, there was a headline that said somebody got, um, what was killed by a gun over dog poop. And so we live in a really high strung society um, where I think people are super protective of what they think means freedom. And they've forgotten that we all live in a society together and that it's gonna take a community of maybe sacrifice of, of certain things from time to time. Um, but if it's for the better good and you can still <laughs> earn a decent living and you can still go outside and you can still pretty much wear whatever you want and you can, you know, do a lot of things. Um, I feel like it should be enough. I feel like we've kind of gotten off, off track with what's important about community. Um, and so what I would offer anybody in the future is community, whether it's, it's, and I think this is that maybe this is what I was trying to get to finding with the negative with technology is if we, if we keep up these walls, whether they're virtual walls, you know, digital walls, whatever the case may be, we're really not understanding each other. Um, and we're not having patience with each other. Um, and we're not realizing that it's not just about I, it's about we or us. Um, I think that will be the first thing to, to hurt us or destroy us before, before any virus. Because I, I do think viruses need to be taken seriously and all of that stuff, but I think the choices we make as people is really what has consequences. You know, there's the same guns don't kill people, um, people kill people. And I feel like you could use that analogy when it comes to this virus or anything that is life threatening is choices have consequences. Um, and we need to think more deeply about if it's just a matter of me saying I'm going to wear this mask because it's the right thing to do or I'm going to stay inside and not go to this party because it's the right thing to do or I'm going to get tested or whatever the case may be. Um, even if it feels uncomfortable for you, do the research, make sure it's something that you really want to do because you do have the choice at this point in time. Like we have so much choice and I'd be so interested if down the line, all of this stuff that we're taking for granted of goes away because guess what? We lost that privilege because we could not be better as, as a society. Well, I think that the best and the worst come out in people's and societies during these times and you know, I hope that this time is always remembered as truly a revolution 
because of our political climate and because of the desperation and the death and because of Black Lives Matter. And I think that I hope that everyone gets to look back and see that's where the change happens. To, to treasure the time they have and uh, what, what, they're, what they are living at the moment uh, and be respectful for the future, not to um, exaggerate and think that you will live forever and you, you need to be respectful to others and to nature and to uh, your family and everyone. I think that, that that's, that's one of the most important things that I would, um, I would say. You as an individual are the only true asset that you have in your life. You are the only piece of your reality that will make your world greater and more and richer. But that doesn't mean that you can do that alone. And the best, the best tool that I have had to move me forward through this is my ability to connect with other people and have a community around me who can hurt in the same way I do and who can struggle in the same way I do and who have the drive for resilience and the foresight to see beyond this. And, and just to have a support system built around you so that you don't have to do this alone and in your own mind. Because that's what isolation brings, mental and emotional isolation. And then we live our life on, you know, Brene Brown's shitty first drafts, where our reality is only the thing that we are telling ourselves. And so for me, I've cut out the macro, I've cut out a lot of the news and a lot of the cycle and and, I've, and then I've cut out the micro, which is the bullshit that I carry in my own head. And I'm playing in that middle ground of being in my community and being around my peers. And, and those are the people who have given me strength and power and, and reminded me who I am. I think that uh, human nature is to listen too much to the fear in our minds where we need to think more like a, you know, like my nine and 10 year old, they ask a lot of questions, right? Why are they doing this? Why is this happening? Why is this? So what I would like people to do more and not just even a hundred years, but you know, tomorrow is ask more of why, right? You know, the government is not some all knowing, all powerful organization. It's just a group of people that we've, you know, voted in to represent us and they're making decisions on a human level as well too. So asking, why is this happening? Why are we doing this? Why are we gonna go down this path? And looking at, um, at least trying to look at the unintended consequences of all the decisions as well. I think, uh, speaking as a Brazilian girl, the most important message that I could leave is that uh, you have to choose very well, who do you vote on? Who do you put in the leadership of your country? Because uh, in a situation like this, it makes all the difference.
you have to think very 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 carefully uh, politics it's not something that you couldn't uh, worry about it's something very serious and our generation is not used at least in Brazil it's not very used to think too much about it and it has uh, hard consequence And I think it is about the emotion. I think it's about the feelings that uh, people have, whether it's helplessness or it's vulnerability, uh, a loss of control. Um, the fact that we like to have some things that we are sure of, and this has put so many more of those things into a space. And I think it's like, um, you know, any other presentation, you know, you can offer three facts and maybe they'll remember it. But if you offer an emotion, you know, if you can convey the feelings, people are drawn back to it. So I think that's what I would hope the books that are on the shelves about this convey at some level, not just the virus numbers, because those get forgotten as times get good. Think beyond yourself. If we look to keeping our neighbors healthy and they do the same, all of this would be over. And that I think is the biggest takeaway that we have to have from this, that your world ends when you open your front door. Now it's our world. And in our world, we have to do the things to protect someone else. And they, in turn, are doing what they can to protect you because you become that someone else to them. So that would be what I hope people learn from this. Episodes are being released as soon as I get the interviews. So subscribe so that you don't miss a thing and share if this meant something to you and if you think others might benefit. Stay safe. Stay well.